Chapter 3.30, Part 2 of Personal Narrative of Travels to the Equinoctial Regions of America during the years 1799 to 1804, Volume 3, by Alexander von Humboldt, translated by Thomasina Ross. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 3.30, Part 2 Quitting the coast of Zapote, covered with mangroves, note, Rhizophora mangle, end of note, we entered a forest remarkable for a great variety of palm trees. We saw the trunks of the Corozo del Sino pressed against each other, which formed heretofore our species Alfonsia, yielding oil in abundance. Note. In Spanish America, palm trees with leaves the most different in kind and species are called Corozo. The Corozo del Sino, with a short, thick, glossy trunk, is the Aleus melanococca of Martius, palm, page 64, tab, 33, 55. I cannot believe it to be identical with the Laeus guineensis, herbal of Congo River, page 37, since it vegetates spontaneously in the forests of the Rio Sinu. The Corozo of Caripe is slender, small, and covered with thorns. It approaches the Cocos aculeata of Jacquin. The Corozo de los Marinos of the Valley of Cauca, one of the tallest palm trees, is the Cocos buteracea of Linnaeus. End of note. The Cocos buteracea, called here Pompandolce, or Palma Real, and very different from the Palma Real of the island of Cuba, the Palma Amarga, with fan leaves that serve to cover the roofs of houses, and the Lata, note, perhaps of the species Aphanis, end of note, resembling the small Piritu palm tree of the Orinoco. This variety of palm trees was remarked by the first conquistadors. Note, Pedro de Sieca de Leon, a native of Seville, who travelled in 1531, at the age of 13 years, in the countries I have described, observes that Las tierras comarcanas del rio Sinu y del golfo de Uraba están llenas de unos palmeres muy grandes y espresos, que son unos arboles gruesos, y levan unas ramas como palma de datiles. The lands adjacent to the rio Sinu and the gulf of Uraba are full of very tall, spreading palm trees. They are of vast size and are much branched, like the palm tree. See La Cronica del Peru Nuevamente Escrita, Antwerp, 1554, pages 21 and 204. End of note. The Alfonsia, or rather, the species of Aleas, which we had nowhere else seen, is only six feet high, with a very large trunk, and the fecundity of its spathes is such that they contain more than 200,000 flowers. Although a great number of those flowers, one tree bearing 600,000 at the same time, never come to maturity, the soil remains covered with a thick layer of fruits. Note. I have carefully counted how many flowers are contained in a square inch on each amentum, from 100 to 120 of which are found united in one spathe. End of note. We often made a similar observation under the shade of the Mauritia palm tree, the Cocos buteracea, the Seya, and the Pihiguao of the Atabapo. No other family of arborescent plants is so prolific in the development of the organs of flowering. The almond of the Corosa del Sinu is peeled in the water. The thick layer of oil that swims in the water is purified by boiling and yields the butter of Corozo, Mantica de Corozo, which is thicker than the oil of the cocoa tree and serves to light churches and houses. The palm trees of the section of Cocoanese of Mr. Brown 
are the olive trees of the tropical regions. As we advanced in the forest, we began to find little pathways, looking as though they had been recently cleared out by the hatchet. Their windings displayed a great number of new plants, Mujotia mollis, Nelsonia albicans, Melampodium pedulosum, Genidium anomalum, Tucrium palustra, Gomphia lucens, and a new kind of Composis, the Spiracantha cornifolia. A fine pancratium embalmed the air in the human spots, and almost made us forget that these gloomy and marshy forests are highly dangerous to health. After an hour's walk we found, in a cleared spot, several inhabitants employed in collecting palm-tree wine. The dark tint of the Zambos formed a strong contrast with the appearance of a little man with light hair and a pale complexion, who seemed to take no share in the labor. I thought at first that he was a sailor who had escaped from some North American vessel, but I was soon undeceived. This fair-complexioned man was my countryman, born on the coast of the Baltic. He had served in the Danish navy, and had lived for several years in the upper part of the Rio Sinu, near Santa Cruz de Lorica. He had come, to use the words of the loungers of the country, para ver tierras y pasiera no más, to see other lands and to roam about, nothing else. The sight of a man who could speak to him of his country seemed to have no attraction for him, and, as he had almost forgotten German, without being able to express himself clearly in Spanish, our conversation was not very animated. During the five years of my travels in Spanish America, I found only two opportunities of speaking my native language. The first Prussian I met with was a sailor from Memel, who served on board a ship from Halifax, and who refused to make himself known till after he had fired some musket shot at our boat. The second, the man we had met at the Rio Sinu, was very amicably disposed. Without answering my questions, he continued repeating, with a smile, that the country was hot and humid, that the houses in the town of Pomerania were finer than those of Santa Cruz de Lorica, and that, if we remained in the forest, we should have the tertian fever, calentura, from which he had long suffered. We had some difficulty in testifying our gratitude to this good man for his kind advice, for according to his somewhat aristocratic principles, a white man, were he barefooted, should never accept money, quote, in the presence of those vile-colored people, end quote, gente parda. Less disdainful than our European countryman, we saluted politely the group of men of color who were employed in drawing off into large calabashes or fruits of the Crescentia cujete, the palm-tree wine from the trunks of the felled trees. We asked them to explain to us this operation, which we had already seen practiced in the missions of the cataracts. The vine of the country is the palma dulce, the cocos butyracea, which, near Malgar, in the valley of the Magdalena, is called the wine palm-tree, and here, on account of its majestic height, the royal palm-tree. After having thrown down the trunk, which diminishes but little toward the top, they make just below the point where the leaves, fronds, and spathes issue, an excavation in the ligneous part, eighteen inches long, eight broad, and six in depth. They work in the hollow of the tree, as though they were making a canoe, and three days afterwards this cavity is found filled with a yellowish-white juice, very limpid, with a sweet and vinous flavor. The fermentation appears to commence as soon as the trunk falls, but the vessels preserve their vitality, for we saw that the sap flowed even when the summit of the palm-tree, that part whence the leaves sprout out, is a foot higher than the lower end, near the roots. 
the sap continues to mount as in the arborescent euphorbia recently cut during eighteen to twenty days the palm tree wine is daily collected the last is less sweet but more alcoholic and more highly esteemed one tree yields as much as eighteen bottles of sap each bottle containing forty-two cubic inches the natives affirm that the flowing is more abundant when the petioles of the leaves which remain fixed to the trunk are burnt the great humidity and thickness of the forest forced us to retrace our steps and to gain the shore before sunset in several places the compact limestone rock probably of tertiary formation is visible a thick layer of clay and mould rendered observation difficult but a shelf of carburetted and shining slate seemed to me to indicate the presence of more ancient formations it has been affirmed that coal is to be found on the banks of the sinew we met with zambos carrying on their shoulders the cylinders of palmetto improperly called the cabbage palm three feet long and five to six feet thick the stem of the palm tree has been for ages an esteemed article of food in those countries i believe it to be wholesome although historians relate that when alonso lopez de ayala was governor of uraba several spaniards died after having eaten immoderately of the palmetto and at the same time drinking a great quantity of water in comparing the herbaceous and nourishing fibres of the young undeveloped leaves of the palm trees with the sago of mauritia of which the indians make bread similar to that of the root of the hatrofa manihot we involuntarily recollect the striking analogy which modern chemistry has proved to exist between ligneous matter and the amylaceous fecula we stopped on the shore to collect lichens opigraphus and a great number of mosses boletus hydnum helvella telephora that were attached to the mangroves and there to my great surprise vegetating although moistened by the sea-water before i quit this coast so seldom visited by travellers and described by no modern voyager i may here offer some information which i acquired during my stay at cartagena the rio sinu in its upper course approaches the tributary streams of the atrato which to the auriferous and platiniferous province of choco is of the same importance as the magdalena to cundinamarca or the rio cauca to the provinces of antioquia and popayan the three great rivers here mentioned have heretofore been the only commercial routes i might almost add the only channels of communication for the inhabitants the rio atrato receives at twelve leagues distance from its mouth the rio suquillo on the east the indian village of san antonio is situated on its banks proceeding upward beyond the rio pabarando you arrive in the valley of sinu after several fruitless attempts on the part of the archbishop gongora to establish colonies in darien del norte and on the eastern coast of the gulf of uraba the viceroy espeleta recommended the spanish government to fix its whole attention on the rio sinu to destroy the colony of cayman to fix the planters in the spanish village of san bernardo del viento in the jurisdiction of lorica and from that post which is the most westerly to push forward the peaceful conquests of agriculture and civilization towards the banks of the paparando the rio suquillo and the atrato note i will here state some facts which i obtained from official documents during my stay at cartagena and which have not yet been published in the sixteenth and seventeenth centuries the name of darien was given vaguely to the whole coast extending from the rio d'amaquiel to the punta de san blas 
on two and one-quarters degrees of longitude. The cruelties exercised by Pedrarias Davila rendered almost inaccessible to the Spaniards a country which was one of the first they had colonized. The Indians, Darians and Cunascunas, remained masters of the coast, as they still are at Poyeas, in the land of the mosquitoes. Some Scotchmen formed, in 1698, the settlements of New Caledonia, New Edinburgh, and Scotch Port, in the most eastern part of the Isthmus, a little west of Punta Carreto. They were soon driven away by the Spaniards, but, as the latter occupied no part of the coast, the Indians continued their attacks against Choco's boats, which from time to time descended the Rio Atrato. The sanguinary expedition of Don Manuel de Alderete in seventeen twenty nine served only to augment the resentment of the natives. A settlement for the cultivation of the cocoa tree, attempted in the territory of Urabia in seventeen forty by some French planters under the protection of the Spanish government, had no durable success, and the court, excited by the reports of the Archbishop Viceroy Gongora, ordered by the cedule of the fifteenth August, seventeen eighty three, either the conversion and conquest or the destruction reducion u extinction of the indians of darien this order worthy of another age was executed by don antonio de arbalo he experienced little resistance and formed in seventeen eighty five the four settlements and forts of cayman on the eastern coast of the gulf of arabia concepcion carolina and mandinga the lele or high priest of mandinga took an oath of fidelity to the king of spain but in seventeen eighty six the war with the Darien Indians recommenced, and was terminated by a treaty concluded July 27, 1878, between the Archbishop Viceroy and the Cacique Bernardo. The forts and new colonies, which figured only on the maps sent to Madrid, augmented the debt of the treasury of Santa Fe de Bogotá in 1789 to the sum of 1,200,000 piastres. The Viceroy, Hill Lemos, wiser than his predecessor, obtained permission from the court to abandon Carolina, Concepcion, and Mandinga. The settlement of Cayman only was preserved on account of the navigation of the Atrato, and it was declared free under the government of the Archbishop Viceroy. It was proposed to transfer this settlement to a more healthy spot, that of Uraba, but Lieutenant General Don Antonio Arabalo, having proved that the expense of this removal would amount to the sum of forty thousand piastres, the fort of Cayman was also destroyed, by order of the viceroy Espeleta, in 1791, and the planters were compelled to join those of the village of San Bernardo. End of note. The number of independent Indians who inhabit the lands between Uraba, Rio Atrato, Rio Suquillo, and Rio Sinu was, according to a census made in 1760, at least eighteen hundred. They were distributed in three small villages, Suraba, Tonequi, and Haraguia. This population was computed, at the period when I travelled there, to be three thousand. The natives, comprehended in the general name of Caymans, live at peace with the inhabitants of San Bernardo del Viento, Pueblo de Españoles, situated on the western bank of the Rio Sino, lower than San Nicolas de Zispata, and near the mouth of the river. These people have not the ferocity of the Darien and Cunas Indians, on the left bank of the Atrato, who often attack the boats trading with the town of Quidbo, in the Choco. They also make incursions on the territory of Uraba in the months of June and November, 
to collect the fruit of the cacao trees the cacao of uraba is of excellent quality and the darien indians sometimes come to sell it with other productions to the inhabitants of rio Sinu, entering the valley of that river by one of its tributary streams the Haraguay. it cannot be doubted that the gulf of darien was considered at the beginning of the sixteenth century as a nook in the country of the caribs the word caribana is still preserved in the name of the eastern cape of that gulf we know nothing of the languages of the darien cunas and cayman indians and we know not whether carib or arawak words are found in their idioms but it is certain notwithstanding the testimony of anguira on the identity of the race of the caribs of the lesser antilles and the indians of Urapa, that piedro de sieca who lived so long among the latter never calls them caribs or cannibals he describes the race of that tribe as being naked with long hair and going to the neighboring countries to trade and says the women are cleanly well dressed and extremely engaging amorosas y galanas quote, i have not seen end quote, adds the conquistador quote, any women more beautiful in all the indian lands i have visited they have one fault however that of having too frequent intercourse with the devil end quote. Note. chronica del peru pages twenty one and twenty two the indians of darien uraba zenu sinu tatabi the valleys of nori and of guauca the mountains of abibe and antioquia are accused by the same author of the most ferocious cannibalism and perhaps that circumstance alone gives rise to the idea that they were of the same race as the caribs of the west indies in the celebrated provision real of the thirtieth of october fifteen o three by which the spaniards are permitted to make slaves of the anthropophagic indians of the archipelago of san bernardo opposite the mouth of the rio sinu the Irafuerta, Irabura, Baru, and Cartagena. There is more of a question of morals than of race, and the denomination of Caribs is altogether avoided. Sieca asserts that the natives of the valley of Nore seized the women of the neighboring tribes in order first to devour the children who were born of the union with foreign wives, and then the women themselves. Foreseeing that this horrible depravity would not be believed, although it had been observed by Columbus in the West Indies, he cites the testimony of juan de vadillo who had observed the same facts and who was still living in fifteen fifty four when the chronica del peru appeared in dutch with respect to the etymology of the word cannibal it seems to me entirely cleared up by the discovery of the journal kept by columbus during his first voyage of discovery and of which bartholomew de las casas has left us an abridged copy dice mas el almirante que en las islas pasadas esteban con gran timor de carib y en algunas los llamaban canaba pero en la española carib y son gente arriscada pues andan por todas estas islas y comen la gente que pueden haber and the admiral moreover says that in the islands they passed great apprehension was entertained on account of the caribs some call them canibas but in spanish they are called caribs they were very bold people, and they travelled about these islands and devour all the persons whom they capture. Navarrete, tome 1, page 135. In this primitive form of words, it is easy to perceive that the permutation of the letters R and N, resulting from the imperfection of the organs in some nations, might change carib into canib or caniba. Geraldini, who, 
according to the tendency of that age sought like cardinal bembo to latinize all barbarous denominations recognizes in the cannibals the manners of dogs canes just as st louis desired to send the tartars ad suas tartareas sedes unde exierant end of note the rio sinu owing to its position and its fertility is of the highest importance for provisioning cartagena in time of war the enemy usually stationed their ships between the moro de tigua and the boca de matunia to intercept barks laden with provisions in that station they were however sometimes exposed to the attack of the gunboats of cartagena these gunboats can pass through the channel of pasacabellos which near st anne separates the isle of baru from the continent lorca has since the sixteenth century been the principal town of rio sinu but its population which in seventeen seventy eight under the government of don juan diaz pimienta amounted to four thousand souls has considerably diminished because nothing has been done to secure the town from inundations and the delirious miasmata they produce the gold washings of the rio sinu heretofore so important above all between its source and the village of san jeronimo have almost entirely ceased as well as those of the cienega de tolu uraba and all the rivers descending from the mountains of abibe the darien and the zinu says the bachelor and ciso in his geographical work published at the beginning of the sixteenth century quote, is a country so rich in gold pepites that in the running water the metal can be fished with nets End quote. excited by these narratives the governor pedrerius sent his lieutenant francisco becerra in fifteen fifteen to the rio sinu this expedition was most unfortunate for becerra and his troops were massacred by the natives of whom the spaniards according to the custom of the time had carried away great numbers to be sold as slaves in the west indies the province of antioquia now furnishes in its auriferous veins a vast field for mining speculations but it might be well worth while to relinquish gold washings for the cultivation of colonial productions in the fertile lands of sinu the rio damaquiel the uraba and the darien del norte above all that of cacao which is of a superior quality the proximity of the port of cartagena would also render the neglected cultivation of cinchona an object of great importance to european trade that precious tree vegetates at the source of the rio sinu as in the mountains of abibe and maria the real febrifuge cinchona with a hairy corolla is nowhere else found so near the coast if we accept the sierra nevada of santa marta the rio sinu and the gulf of darien were not visited by columbus the most eastern point at which that great man touched land on the twenty sixth november fifteen o three is the puerto do retrito now called punta de escribanos near the punta of san blas in the isthmus of panama two years previously rodrigo de bastidas and alonso de ojeda accompanied by amerigo vespucci had discovered the whole coast of the mainland from the gulf of maracaibo as far as the puerto de retreto having often had occasion in the preceding volumes to speak of new andalusia i may here mention that i found that denomination for the first time in the convention made by alonso de ojeda with the conquistador diego de sicuesa a powerful man say the historians of his time because he was a flattering courtier and a wit in fifteen o eight all the country from the cabo de la vela to the gulf of uraba 
where the Castillo del Oro begins, was called New Andalusia, a name since restricted to the province of Cumana. A fortunate chance led me to see, during the course of my travels, the two extremities of the mainland, the mountainous and verdant coast of Paria, which Columbus supposes to have been the cradle of the human race, and the low and humid coast extending from the mouth of the Sinu towards the Gulf of Darien. The comparison of these scenes, which have again relapsed into a savage state, confirms what I have elsewhere advanced relative to the strange and sometimes retrograde nature of civilization in America. On one side, the coast of Paria, the islands of Cubagua and Margarita, on the other, the Gulf of Uraba and Darien, received the first Spanish colonists. Gold and pearls, which were there found in abundance, because from time to time immemorial they had been accumulated in the hands of the natives, gave those countries a popular celebrity from the beginning of the sixteenth century. At Seville, Toledo, Pisa, Genoa, and Antwerp, those countries were viewed like the realms of Ormuz and of Ind. The pontiffs of Rome mentioned them in their bulls, and Bembo has celebrated them in those historical pages which add luster to the glory of Venice. At the close of the fifteenth and the beginning of the sixteenth century, Europe saw, in those parts of the new world discovered by Columbus, Ojeda, Vespucci, and Rodrigo de Bastidas, only the advanced capes of the vast territories of India and eastern Asia. The immense wealth of those territories in gold, diamonds, pearls, and spices had been vaunted in the narratives of Benjamin de Tudela, Rubruquis, Marco Polo, and Mandeville. Columbus, whose imagination was excited by these narrations, caused a deposition to be made before a notary on the 12th of June, 1494, in which sixty of his companions, pilots, sailors, and passengers, certified upon oath that the southern coast of Cuba was a part of the continent of India. The description of the treasures of Cathay and Sipango, of the celestial town of Quincey, and the province of Mango, which had fired the admiral's ambition in early life, pursued him like phantoms in his declining days. In his fourth and last voyage, on approaching the coast of Caraya, Poye, or Mosquito Coast, Veragua, and the Isthmus, he believed himself to be near the mouth of the Ganges. Note. También dicen que la mar baja a Seguare, y de alia a diez jornadas, es un río de Guanges, para que estas tierras están con Veragua como Tortosa, con Fuentrabia, o Pisa con Venecia. Also it is said that the sea lowers at Seguara, and from thence it is a ten days' journey to the river Ganges, for these lands are, with reference to Veragua, like Tortosa, with respect to Fuenterabia, or Pisa, with respect to Venice. These words are taken from the Terra Rarissima of Columbus, of which the original Spanish was lately found, and published by the learned Monsieur Navarrete in his Collection de Viages, volume 1, page 299. End of note. These geographical allusions this mysterious veil, which enveloped the first discoveries, contributed to magnify every object, and to fix the attention of Europe on regions, the very names of which are to us scarcely known. New Cadiz, the principal seat of the pearl fishery, was on an island which has again become uninhabited. The extremity of the rocky coast of Paria is also a desert. Several towns were founded at the mouth of the Rio Atrato by the names of Antiguo del Darien, Uraba, or San Sebastian de Buenavista. In these spots, 
so celebrated at the beginning of the sixteenth century the historians of the conquest tell us that the flower of the castilian heroes were found assembled thence balboa set out to discover the south sea pizarro marched from thence to conquer and ravage peru and pedro de sieca constantly followed the chain of the andes by antioquia popayan and cusco as far as la plata after having gone nine hundred leagues by land these towns of darien are destroyed some ruins scattered on the hills of uraba the fruit trees of europe mixed with native trees are all that mark to the traveller the spots on which those towns once stood in almost all spanish america the first lands peopled by the conquistadors have retrograded into barbarism Note. in carefully collating the testimonies of the historians of the conquest some contradictions are observed in the periods assigned to the foundation of the towns of darien pedro de sieca who had been on the spot affirms that under the government of alonso de ojeda and nicuesa the town of nuestra senora santa maria el antagua de darien was founded on the western coast of the gulf or culata de uraba in fifteen o nine and that later despues desto pasado ojeda passed to the eastern coast of the culata to construct the town of san sebastian de uraba the former called by abbreviation cuidad del antigua had soon a population of two thousand spaniards while the latter the cuidad de uraba remained uninhabited because francisco pizarro since known as the conqueror of peru was forced to abandon it having vainly demanded succor from saint domingo the historian herrera after having said that the foundation of antigua had preceded by one year that of uraba or san sebastian affirms the contrary in the following chapter and in the chronicle itself it was according to the chronicle in fifteen o one that ojeda accompanied by vespucci and penetrating for the first time the gulf of uraba or darien resolved to construct with wood and unbaked bricks a fort at the entrance of culata it appears however that this enterprise was not executed for in fifteen o eight in the convention made by ojeda and nicuesa they each promised to build two fortresses on the limits of new andalusia and of castillo del oro herrera in the seventh and eighth books of the first decade fixes the foundation of san sebastian de uraba at the beginning of fifteen ten and mentions it as the most ancient town of the continent of america after that of seragua founded by columbus in fifteen o three on the rio belen he relates how francisco pizarro abandoned that town and how the foundation of the cuidad del antigua by antiso towards the end of the year fifteen ten was the consequence of that event leo x made antigua a bishopric in fifteen fourteen and this was the first episcopal church of the continent in fifteen nineteen pedrarius de villa persuaded the court of madrid by false reports that the site of the new town of panama was more healthful than that of antigua the inhabitants were compelled to abandon the latter town and the bishopric was transferred to panama the gulf of uraba was deserted during thirteen years till the founder of the town of cartagena pedro de heredia after having dug up the graves or huacas of the rio sinu to collect gold sent his brother alonso in fifteen thirty two to repeople uraba and construct on that spot a town under the name of san sebastian de buenavista end of note other countries discovered later attract the attention of the colonists such is the natural progress of things in peopling a vast continent 
it may be hoped that on several points the people will return to the places that were first chosen it is difficult to conceive why the mouth of a great river descending from a country rich in gold and platina should have remained uninhabited the atrato heretofore called rio del darien or san juan or Dadabaya, has had the same fate as the orinoco the indians who wander around the delta of those rivers continue in a savage state end of chapter three point thirty part two